0: This is the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, March 20th. All right, Corey, so we had some high school basketball on the airwaves Friday night. Did we? Yeah, Henning and Border West, Section 6A Boys Basketball Championship over at the Roosevelt Gymnasium in Fergus Falls.
1: Oh, not the Kennedy, not the Kennedy School, but the Roosevelt the, Gym?
0: The Roosevelt. I'm starting to think they named parts of the building after presidents, and I only realized that when I found out that they had a gym called the Roosevelt Gym.
1: Sure. Oh, that's what it took? You thought there was just like a famous Kennedy from Fergus
0: Falls? Yeah, exactly. Don't you know the famous Fergus Falls Kennedys? Oh,
1: yes, the e- Fergus Falls Kennedys, not the... Not the famed Martha's Vineyard no. Kennedys. No.
0: Who? Uh, sure, yes. Who? I understand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what a cool gym, by It was the way. a. It was a very neat atmosphere. Um, it was a gym that had been renovated recently, I believe, like, within the last couple years. And they'd only played four basketball games at that gym since 1980, and two or three of them happened within the last couple weeks.
1: Oh, is that right? Yeah.
0: So a lot of... Uh, it, a lot of basketball being played there now but it's got a barn aesthetic it has bleachers that are up top like you have to take the stairs outside of the gym to get up them some pull apart bleachers on a second level uh, below there it was a packed house it got loud it was tight it was a bandbox uh it was a it had an old school court like it was a new floor but the design had a very retro feel to it
1: yeah I like the the painted they painted in the in the modern lane mm-hmm. the old school lane you know it looks like a microphone or something like a thermometer like a thermometer yeah yeah that's a better one that's, yeah it's it was cool that was it, a cool gym
0: old-timey looking scoreboard although it looked like it was uh newer built but had kind of a retro feel I'm sure. gonna go with I'm gonna guess I don't know I wish I had more information on it but uh, was uh getting ready for the basketball game because uh, I knew that was place was gonna be packed so I was trying to get set up for it and yep. uh It was a good game. Uh, Henning and Border West went at it. For those of you who don't know, Border West, the co-op of... uh Clinton Graceville Beardsley, and Wheaton Herman Norcross. Yep. The first year of that co-op in basketball, talking with their head coach before the game, he said, uh, really, we only have like one kid from CGB that actually plays. Sure. Uh, so it's still a lot of Wheaton kids. Uh, but they they ended up winning, and the, the final score escapes me. It was like fifty mid-50s to mid-40s. It was a double-digit win roughly for Border West and For Henning, they started off shooting hot. Hammer started off shooting, like, white hot. He couldn't miss. Yeah. And then... He
1: almost double digits right out of the gate.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, his first four shots just all went in. And he kept Henning at bay. And right before halftime, Henning pulled within, uh, you know, it was a single-digit game, roughly about, like, four or five points score at half. And then Border West in the first part of the second half just kind of went out to a run and they just kind of kept it Henning would always fight back and they'd punch but Border West always kept it within like a seven point margin of what a, a, a comfortable lead seven points and every time Henning would get within that they'd go off on a little like five-zero run to push it back out and uh the biggest thing on Border West is they just have a bunch of athletes and they match up really well with Henning who also has a bunch of athletes and right that's just uh, talking to coach Mesa got us after the game he said you know we just didn't make enough plays to win but uh you know they were they were close it just one of those things you run into you run into some pretty good teams when you get to the section championship games Well and
1: and yeah that was that was I thought a pretty good point by you like it was I, th- I think maybe there were times where Henning was able to pull within 5 and mm-hmm. just could not get that next shot um, They'd even fall, get it to within one score Or to even get a stop Whatever it was And and yeah it's you know uh, Not being able to, to make the plays Necessary down the stretch But that is a lot of props to what Border West did They just simply They just simply did not let It was like They were kind of a, a, The more assertive all night It seemed mm-hmm. like just from From uh, From From the broadcast, like, okay, here's your chance. Oh, but look, Border West found a way to get to the free throw line again, or they were able to get another layup, or oh, what a huge rebound that was. And they man to man pressed
0: almost all game. Just kind of their whole point is like, we have athletes and we're going to ride you, and by the end of the game, you're going to wear down a little bit. Yeah, it
1: sounds familiar, Henning, doesn't it? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, for real. That's yeah. like that's a pretty good, darn good recipe for winning.
0: There are two teams who play a lot of the exact same style, and I I can like count on my hand how many made threes were in that ball game. It was a, especially once they got into the swing of the game, there was not a lot of outside shooting by either side. It was sure. a lot of get it down low, get your shots, swing the ball around. Um, it was a fun basketball game. Henning just unfortunately didn't win so their season is over and that means our winter broadcast season is over as well
1: so uh throughout the winter uh broadcast season yeah we were able to pull off 39 events wow uh which averages to just over um just more than two and a half events per week for fifteen weeks, yes. Okay, so from December third to March seventeenth. That is the uh, that is the time frame. There, uh, thirty nine events. Um, everything from boys and girls basketball uh, and their section tournaments to boys hockey and its section tournament and wrestling um, uh, through uh, sections and state. Uh, thirty nine different events in the last twenty eight calendar days. Mm-hmm. We did fourteen events. Now, in those fourteen events, that also includes uh, that's not including the three straight days of wrestling. That's just counting that as one event. Yeah. So we averaged an event every other day for the last twenty eight calendar days. You know, we don't do games on Sundays. Yeah, (laughs) you know what I mean? So another really busy, um, you know, a behind the scenes look at it, dealing with some some turnover uh, at the radio station, some uh, inconsistently working broadcast gear. In that time frame as well to be able to do as much as we did again was very, very awesome, which means we move on to spring sports. Of course, softball, track and field had a full week of practice under their belts. Now baseball had their conditioning last week. They can officially begin practice today. Um, We're in the full, uh, at least mental capacity for uh, for preparing for spring sports. It's I mean, what, a month away, probably? Uh, yeah, Before I we mean... we get to those... Uh, I mean, track will probably happen, potentially could happen a little sooner than that.
0: Mm-hmm. Just because... They can find it. They can go indoors. You can... Yeah. And
1: they can go indoors. You can... The I mean, the the snow on the
0: actual track
1: is going to melt. Yeah. You know, all your field events. Is that stuff going to be cleared out? I guess that is yet to be seen. But uh, we had a really... Another great... Um, Winter sports season, and are looking forward to spring whenever that
0: decides to happen. Yeah, whenever that decides to happen. It's the first day of spring this afternoon. Dan informed me of that, by the way. That right, happy yeah. spring, everyone. Happy, happy spring. We're spring today, snow tomorrow. I think is that is. what it is? Yeah, yeah. I think that's the that's the expression At, up here.
1: And also, I think that's actually what it is. Yeah, Aren't we, isn't there snow in the forecast yes, tomorrow? Yes, yes. Cool. We haven't fun yet. We are yo, oh, I love it. This is the this is the best. We should it's, we're over half we're more than halfway through March.
0: <laughs> this is great. We should just be like Adam Thielen and move to Carolina.
1: Um Can I tell you what my first thought was when I saw Adam Thielen's going to the Carolina Panthers? Yeah. This is this is the honest to goodness, the very first thing that went through my head. Okay. Ah, oh, he's gonna look cool in that Panther uniform. Yeah. That was the very – because I love – shout-out Carolina Panthers and their awesome uniforms. The blue and black with a little bit of silver. Oh, gosh, they're nice-looking, some of the best-looking uniforms in the game.
0: Yeah. Uh, So for Adam Thielen, the funny thing was is actually Adam Thielen, uh, he had his workout with the Minnesota Vikings, of course, in 2013. But if the Vikings didn't offer him an invite, he actually would have went to Carolina. So it's funny how some of that stuff kind of – comes sure. f- comes full a circle a decade later he's in carolina yeah so and the biggest thing was because Adam Thielen wanted to go to a contender. He wanted blah, blah, blah. And now he's going to the Panthers, who are not a contender for the Super Bowl, although they could be in their own division considering how bad it is. I so. think
1: they're 100% a contender for the for that division. For that division,
0: yes. Uh, they're a quarterback away. And they have the number 1 overall pick. Yes. So they have some momentum, and a new head coach who has some stability. They have some momentum. Yes. They're not a bad organization, but at the same time, they're not the Chiefs. They're not the Bills. They're not the Cowboys. They're not some of these franchises that are like Super Bowl or bust this upcoming season. And the reason is Adam Thielen got three years. That's what doesn't. I mean, if everybody else was probably offering one year deals, maybe two, but for the Panthers to give him three years, I I mean, and I'm sure that's the most money out of all the deals. And I'm sure Adam Thielen had this in mind when he did his free agency. I'm going to go where I can win, yep. but if I get an offer I can't refuse, monetarily speaking, I'm going to have to take it. And that seems like what happened in this situation. The Panthers gave him the best contract, and he talked himself into it. And it's the
1: NFC still. Mm-hmm. The NFC's weird. Yep. Yep even weirder if Rodgers ever decides to leave. And we know how quickly things can change from year to year. Like if you're a team who's trying to put something together, mm-hmm. having a guy like Adam Thielen on your roster to help a number 1 overall pick quarterback put that foundation down, that's a really nice that's a really nice spot to be. Also, this I think removes any doubt from his perspective on if he if he's he's probably done. Like he probably retires at the end of the three-year deal.
0: Yeah, he's old. Like that's how old he is. Like that's he's a wide receiver, so their shelf life is a little wonkier. Yeah. yeah. So
1: this is uh, I, I I'm happy for him. That's a, uh, I think a really nice spot. He's gonna look cool, which matters to me. Um, I'm very superficial that way, and um, you know, he's not gonna be terribly problematic for the Vikings. No, it just means we have to beat him in a potentially. You know, a uh, uh, hopefully a NFC Championship game instead of the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Hey, Corey, we're talking spring earlier. Uh, guess what's in ten days? Opening day. Heck yeah! Are you ready? Uh, yeah, I'm ready to think anything other than snow uh, at this point. I almost bought.
1: Over the weekend, on Friday actually, when I was gone, I almost bought a twins shirt with the new logo. I just didn't.
0: F- you couldn't bring yourself around to
1: it. I I didn't want to drop forty bucks. Yeah. I just like I got four. I could spend this forty bucks in some other ways right now. I was, this I found a hat too. It's like ah, they were thirty eight dollars. Like the, ah, new, right. the yeah, new the new TC or the M. The M. Ooh. And I was like, it's right. Um, I was literally I was holding it. And I was like, well, if I don't have the 48, if I don't want to spend the 40 on the shirt, do I want to spend the 38 on the hat? I'm just not, I just yeah. wasn't ready to pull the trigger yet. Maybe because it was very cold and there's all that. You know, I'm I'm ready. Like, I'm going to want to play catch very soon,
0: mm-hmm. but I don't yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's still winter in my brain. Yeah, there's still some things you got to work out a little bit. Your heart says yes, but your mind is telling you. But my body. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you no, at uh, yes. at this point. Hey, Jorge Polanco probably going to start the season on the IL. Is that if uh, the Twins' president of baseball operations, Derek Falvey, says he could potentially start the year on the IL, that's code for he's probably going to start the year on the IL. So why? What happened? Uh so he's rehabbing a knee injury that he suffered at the end of last season. Okay, uh, that's why he didn't play. Uh, in basically all of September last year. So the Twins are taking it slow with him. There's two ways to view this. One, oh my gosh, there's a serious knee injury. Look, This could potentially impact his season. Or two, is he's still recovering from it, and if he misses the first week or two of the regular season, that's fine, as long as he can play the remaining 140 games at 95% instead of 85%.
1: Um, so... You're right. There are a couple of ways to react to this. What is the actual correct one?
0: Well, based on the Twins last season, the correct one is probably who's going to play second base for the Twins for a while. I don't know. It's uh, It's got to be Kyle Farmer, Donovan Solano, Nick Gordon. I don't think they call up Brooks Lee or Ed Julian. So...
1: So I guess what is it a real injury like is it, are they are they taking it slow on purpose or is he well they really... were purposefully
0: taking it slow him and Buxton for the same reason is like they ended last season on injuries let's just ramp them back up It's spring training. Buxton's been getting some work in some minor league games so his progression is moving forward. Jorge Polancos isn't I think the plan was just to slow cook them and take them at their own pace. And I'm so like part of me wants to say, oh, just give him a couple weeks and he'll be fine. But recent histories just kind of scarred me a little bit.
1: Well, the story I have says uh, he still has soreness that has kept him from recovering on the team's original timetable. Yeah. Now, are they, you know, did they cook the timetable to be fast so that way they could I did that part. I guess I don't understand, but that's not promising, man.
0: No, not really. But again, it depends. If he's just going to be out for ten days and he misses the first couple weeks, that's not a big deal. But if he's going, if this is going to be a lingering knee injury that keeps him out for three weeks and it bugs him for another month, then we got a problem on our hands.
1: And if Polanco and Buxton can't play for the first month and the Twins start zero
0: and eleven, they're done. Yeah. Games count just as much in April as they do in August. They sure do. Yeah. All right, I got to go. There goes Corey. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, March 20th.